That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, baddies, and welcome to another episode of Too Tired to Be Crazy on every Thursday with me, Viola Benson, your favorite baddie. <laughs> I'm fully aware that today's episode actually came out on a Friday, not a Thursday. And I'm also fully aware and apologize that last week we didn't have an episode. If you didn't even notice, what the fuck? <laughs> Do you not love me anymore? But uh, if you didn't, I'm just kidding. Hopefully you didn't notice. Um, I've just been so overwhelmed with the launch of my shop. And as a perfectionist, I definitely keep a very, very, very tiny team. And even when I have a team around me and I'm just kind of doing a lot of the things by myself, which makes my life kind of hard sometimes. Um, but I also have, I'm building an amazing team. So I don't want to discredit all the efforts that they've been doing. But anyway, yeah, uh, my daddy issue shop just launched. You guys better check it out and support me and love me. It's shopdaddyissues.com and even has Too Tired To Be Crazy merch. Um, actually, the joggers, Too Tired To Be Crazy joggers, the rainbow, are my favorite because they fit completely differently than all the other um, sweats and joggers. It's it's different material and it's like this more expensive material. But I just knew that you guys would love it. And I just wanted to make something extra special for you guys. Even the design itself, it has like this special smiley face that we designed. Um, like from the design to the actual material, it's probably the nicest um, outfit, I would say, than the rest of my merch, even though my whole merch is amazing. But yeah, there's like sweats and tank tops for daddy issues. And then my sweats and tank tops for Too Tired To Be Crazy. There's even a Too Tired To Be Crazy mug. And between you and I, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but I randomly noticed there is a uh, discount code that I have since like a couple of years ago when I already had my shop and it's Daddy Issues 10. So if you use Daddy Issues 10, you can get 10% off. Most people don't know this, but my listeners, you're my favorite and you know this now. So go shop. And also you can even get like adorable underwear. One pair of underwear says daddy issues. Another one says I shave my butthole for this. And the last one says rearrange my insides. So I don't know. I just think it's like perfect for you and your stepbrother when he comes to visit you. <laughs> totally kidding. Stepbrother, what are you doing? Okay. Sorry. I'm trying to make things light. Um, we're going to cover a few things before we get into today's episode. The reason I'm trying to make things light is because I feel like an asshole for not having an episode last week. I don't want you guys to think that I don't love you anymore, that I forgot about you or that I don't care about this podcast. I'm just going through a lot of changes work-wise. And um, now I feel like I'm always making excuses. Okay, I need to stop being so hard on myself. <laughs> this is a therapy session. I'm actually making sure to not edit this part of the podcast because I want to make sure that we're actually just talking to each other. Um, so yeah, a few things. One, my merch la launch. Two, um, Today's episode is actually going to be an episode that I've already recorded in the past. Uh, I'm sure most of you haven't heard it or forgot about it, but it's in honor of this month being Mental Health Awareness Month and being a suicide prevention month. It's really important for me to kind of, shit, why do I always feel like I'm going to cry? It's really important for me to address this because 
I think this month is very important for anyone out there that's struggling currently with depression or have a battle with depression or anxiety. I know how you feel. I've been there. It never fully goes away, but there's a lot of ways that you can make your life a little lighter. And basically this episode that we're going to get into um, in a bit is an episode of me describing what I went through when I was at one of my lowest points. And it was when I was having those suicidal thoughts. And it wasn't until I wrote this poem for myself. And the next day when I woke up and I read it and I was like, this, I don't know this girl, like, who is this girl? She sounds like she doesn't want to be here anymore. And it was terrifying. And we'll, you'll obviously go through that episode (laughs) in a bit. But before I start crying, you'll just have to wait because right now we're just going to be happy. But yeah, first, I just wanted to get into just saying hello and giving you some updates. So yes, number one, my shop opened, shopdaddyissues.com. So please check it out. Support me. Love me. Um, Also, if you post my merch, make sure to tag me so I can repost you. And yeah, I love you guys so much. And then number two, I have been seeing some feedback around lately, which I appreciate so much. A few of you have told me that sometimes I talk over the guests. And you know what? Thank you so much for that feedback. I needed to hear that. I've been thinking it's, you know what, what it is, is because I haven't been doing enough solo episodes. So then suddenly I want to say like my, my point of view, but you're right. It's not about me. It's about the guests and it's time for me to shut the fuck up. So the few people out there that have given me those reviews um, on my podcast reviews or DM me and gave me your thoughts, I highly appreciate it. I really need that constructive criticism. And next interview I do, Shit. Now I'm like, I already pre-recorded a few interviews. What if I didn't shut the fuck up during those? But I promise you the fresh ones I'm going to record, I will make sure to allow the guests to speak and I will keep my mouth shut because it's not about me. And I will say all my wisdom when I'm doing solo episodes. So thank you for the feedback. If you guys ever have any other feedback, feel free to let me know. I always take it all in, especially if it's something I can do, I can work on. If, if you're DMing me and you're telling me that I have horse teeth, there's really not much I can do about it. <laughs> it's like literally my, I have big teeth. Like it's just who I am as a person at this point. <laughs> yeah. People have DM me that before. I don't know. I think it's funny. It's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, yep, that's right. <laughs> um, okay. That's that. Then number two. Yeah. With my, um, that was number two, actually. With number three, with my shop launch, I did do this like really fun uh, party in my house. Well, it was like 15 people. It was 14 to 17 girls, I think. I already forgot. And it was supposed to be small. First, it was just like a slumber party. Then I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm so extra. I should have been. I'm literally a Leo born in November. I don't even know how I'm a Scorpio. So anyway, Um, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep it small. But then I was like, should I keep it small? Okay. Then I ended up inviting like 14 to 17 girls. Then I was like, well, since they're here, like, let's do some nice treatments for them. Then I basically um, had Soothe come to my house and two different massage people bring two different massage people and also the uh, nails and toes, somebody to do, no. And then somebody to do their, um, two people to do their nails. I forgot they couldn't do toes because of uh, COVID something. I forgot. So yeah, Sooth came with two massage people and two nail people. 
Um, that was amazing. And then I was like, okay, well, let's also do eyebrows. So I reached out to Benefit Cosmetics. And I was like, hey, can you guys do eyebrows? And they were like, yeah, of course. They came and did eyebrows. Then I was like, well, since we're doing all that, I'm like, maybe I should have all my friends wear my merch. Like that would actually be amazing because I realized that me relaunching my, um, my shop it was, it's, I didn't want like these models, unrealistic models or whatever, like modeling these clothes, because in my opinion, like it's a, it's, we're part of a daddy issues family. Like, even when I'm talking about my depression moments and all these things, I wouldn't be here. Like you guys always compliment me what a light I am and how positive I am. You don't even understand. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for every single one of you. Literally my brand saved me but my brand wouldn't be my brand if it wasn't the people behind it, which is you guys. And that's why I'm always forever going to be thankful to my listeners, to the people who follow me on my daddy issues, Instagram, all my accounts, like, and for your feedback too, because I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. I didn't even know who I was before I created daddy issues. I was, so, I was so lost. And that wasn't even the lowest point of my life. <laughs> that's what's so funny. <laughs> A few years later it was, which I'll talk about shortly. Um, but Shoot, I've already <laughs> forgot what I was saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the whole point of the merch is that it's part of the Daddy Ush's family. So it's kind of like that one restaurant where it's like, when you hear your family. <laughs> but instead it's with merchandise. It's like, I want to feel like we're all part of the Daddy Ush's family. And you become a baddie when you wear the Daddy Ush's merch and you're part of the family. So then no matter where you are in this world, you'll never feel alone. You'll always be like, oh shit, that girl over there is wearing a daddy issue sweatshirt. Like that's my baddie. Like we're going to be friends. I want that type of energy. So that's why I realized that when my friends were coming over, I said, I'm just going to throw my clothes on them. And then I obviously sat down and drew out like what each girl I thought should wear. <laughs> and no one's going to say no to me because I'm fucking scary. <laughs> Not scary, but like, you know, <laughs> I don't shut the fuck up and I'm high strong. <laughs> so. It took me four hours to figure out what each girl was going to wear because I'm such a perfectionist. And then I was like, well, since they're going to do that, I'm like, obviously, I'm going to hire a photographer. So then I hired a professional photographer. And then I was like, well, this can't be a party, a sleepover without a psychic. So then I hired a psychic and actually interviewed three psychics before I hired this one, which ended up being Chris Medina from my last uh, from two weeks ago's episode, which I'm going to promote again because I never actually did. So he's amazing. He's so good. The girls were obsessed with them. And then I um, spent like thousands of dollars on Amazon to buy all these like 2000 vibe um, decorations. Then I even got Nintendo so we can play like games because I love like Dance Revolution or ju and Just Dance. Um, so that was sick. And yeah, I invited my friends. And then I was like, well, obviously I need to get gift bags. So then I reached out <laughs> to Valesa and I reached out to Tarte and I reached out to Benefit Cosmetics and um, I reached, um, I think, was that all the gifts? Yeah, I think that was that unless I, oh, and I reached out to um, Ola Hengrickson and I was like, can you guys help me gift my friends? So then I got a bunch of gift bags for them along with my merch. And then I was like, okay, I think this should be enough. I was like, wait, I need food. So then I reached out to Crispy Rice and I reached out to Can C-A-C-A. NN, which is basically what I like to drink because I don't like to really drink alcohol. So th this can has um, CBD in it and THC. 
And so it's kind of like edibles, but in a drink. So it kind of makes you more fun and more going at parties, but not like drunk and not too high. So I like to drink at least two before I go out. And then I don't really drink after that. But anyway, so then they like decked out my whole party as well. So it became like a whole thing because I'm so extra. And, and by the way, my creative director, assistant, my right hand person, Natalie, who I love, she kept saying like, and I'll be like, oh my God, what else should I do for my party? And she's like, V it's not a party. It's a small slumber party slash photo shoot for your merch. Relax. Because <laughs> I was so extra. For, for a second, I forgot that it wasn't like a party and I kept calling it my birthday. And then I'd be like, oh shit, it's not even my birthday yet. I'm telling you, I'm a Leo born in November. So yeah, then all the girls came, which I, some of them didn't fully read my invitation. So they didn't realize I was going to redress them. So they like showed up dressed in like the cutest 2000 clothes and like the nicest makeup. And I was like, that's awesome. So you're going to go ahead and change. Like my friend, Jessica Sarfati, she came in like heels and a tiny little skirt and like a tiny little like tube top. And then like my friend Demi, they came with like full hair and full makeup. And it was just like so funny. And I was like, wow, you look amazing. I love that cute outfit, but I'm still going to need you bitches to change. So they all changed and everyone's wearing my merch. We were all having so much fun. And everyone was so obsessed with the psychic with Chris Medina. If you haven't listened to the episode with him from two weeks ago, you need to because it's he's so good. He literally predicted that I'm meeting my person in October. And when I interviewed three other psychics, they um, two of them, well, Chris and another psychic, also predicted that I'm meeting my person in October. It was pretty crazy. So... Um, so yeah, everyone's up wearing the merch. It's all over the site. Uh, there's actually a tab on shopdaddyissues.com called baddies. And you can basically see a bunch of pictures from uh, my little sleepover. Some of the girls even brought like sleepover bags or whatever. And they were like, wait, all of us are going to sleep here? And I was like, no, you need like go home. <laughs> like We're just going to have fun. No one's actually sleeping here. It was really funny, but it was so fun. I had the best time. Um, I love making my friends happy. Um, yeah, it was amazing. It was a great night. And then I'm obsessed with my merch. And then I was obsessed with all the pictures. And we even created like fun videos from it that I've been posting around. I'm going to keep posting. But yeah, you guys check out my merch. And let me know if you ever want me to be your uh, party planner. <laughs> That's probably going to be my next job. So before we get started with this more serious episode... Aside from my merch, uh, there was, I had a few notes. It's actually notes for my future solo episodes, but I said, screw it. I already, we missed one episode before. Let's make it up right now. Um, one cool thing that I've got another feedback that I got from you guys was that you guys love my manifesting episode. And that was my most random episode where it was just me doing like a little diary that I would record every time I had thoughts in my brain. And um, that made me really happy that that's what you liked. Because that was just me being myself versus like feeling the anxiety to start to record. And then sometimes I get in my head. Um, but yeah, so I was kind of going through my notes and I wanted to kind of just say some of the notes before we get started with this episode. One cool thing that I recently learned that I wanted to tell you guys, I think I kid you not, I think it would make so much sense to you once you hear this. So did you know? that our minds subconsciously will try to prove something is true. So this basically means that if one day you're talking to your friend and your friend was, is like, oh my God, 
I keep seeing red Hondas everywhere. It's so weird. And you're going to be like, oh, that's crazy. I never see red Hondas. Well, guess what? Now that your brain heard that, your brain will subconsciously now try to prove that that statement is correct. So next time you go out on the street, you will subconsciously somehow start seeing red Hondas. You will now start to notice them because that's what your brain is thinking about because your brain has to prove it to be true. And the reason I'm discussing this right now is because that means that if we feel like someone doesn't love us, although it's just a feeling, it's not a reality, it's a feeling, our minds will slowly start searching for that to confirm it. Because that feeling, we're going to start telling ourselves that. So now our feelings, it became words and it became our thoughts. And now it's become our reality because now your brain will try to prove it, that it's correct. So when you're going around being like, this person doesn't love me. This person doesn't give a fuck about me. I am unloved. No one cares about me. Your brain will subconsciously will go around proving that to be correct, meaning your brain will subconsciously start searching back to scenarios that happened to you in the past. Let's say something that happened to you in the past with a partner or with a friend or whatever. Everything was completely normal. Nope, not anymore. Your brain will go back and suddenly will find something in that little moment that was kind of off. Oh, actually, you know what? The way this person looked at you when you said like this and this and this. So you end up creating your own reality. We subconsciously go back to situations where there were never problems before and we create new problems in our head just to confirm that our feelings that now became our thoughts now became our truth. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because we do this to ourselves. We sometimes tell ourselves lies because if you're sitting there and you're thinking no one gives a fuck about me, guess what? That's not true. There's a lot of people who care about you. There's a lot of people that would be really sad if you were gone, if you would have just asked. There's so many times that we sit there and we tell ourselves that people don't care about us. So then we're so desperate to get love from someone else, but we don't show it back. We, we want someone to call us, but we won't call them. Why? Because it's our depression and our sadness telling us that these people don't care about us. So why would I call? So you just sit there and, and wait for them to call you. But if you told yourself, I am loved, People do care about me. I do matter. I am enough. You wouldn't be afraid then to pick up the phone and call someone that you love because you know they love you back and they want to hear from you. If they forgot to call you, you can just call them. That's the whole, that's the whole point. So here's what I want us to try. And we'll do this together because I'm, trust me, I'm not done growing at all, but we're going together. And honestly, when I see all this feedback from you guys, how my episodes are really helping you, it makes my heart so happy because it's literally helping me too. We're growing together. But if now that we know our minds subconsciously will try to find the truth, what if instead of talking badly to ourselves, we said kind things to ourselves? And I know it's like bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. But why not? I need to do this too. Because even recently I was talking to somebody and I started to feel like shit about myself with this guy because I just wasn't getting... It's just, he was so close, but then so far away, you know, an emotionally unavailable person, hands because I'm emotionally unavailable. And that's what I needed to learn because we are a mirror of the people we date. You attract kind of who you are as a person. That's the truth. Um, so I feel like I 
but that is actually a different episode that I already have planned to talk about. So I'm not going to get into that. But um, I felt like I, I kept thinking like, you make me feel so fucking bad about myself. Like I should be enough. I am enough. Like why am I not enough for you? Like I should have been enough for you. That's how I felt. And then I realized like, oh, wait, he's not making me do anything. I'm allowing him to make me feel bad about myself. I'm allowing him to ruin my day because I'm allowing my thoughts to get the worst of me. I'm making it seem suddenly my thoughts that this is like the most important thing in the world versus realizing like, oh, my thoughts don't control me. I can, I get to control my life and I'm allowed to think something, but I don't have to act on it and I don't have to react. And I have to understand that like, if I don't have control over things, so just let it be. Because if whoever my person is, it will probably be easier. And whoever my person is, then it'll work out instead of just stress myself out or feel like shit. And it's like, for what? For a boy that doesn't like me? Come on. But again, this will be on another episode um, in the next solo one, which I can't wait to record. I have like all the notes. It's going to be just like a manifesting episode. I'm just going to keep doing those type of episodes. But um, but yeah, anyway, so if we're able, if now we know that our minds subconsciously can try to prove the truth, what if every night before we went to bed or every morning we woke up, we looked in the mirror and we said, hey, you're amazing. Hey, you are enough. You are loved. Everyone's obsessed with you. Everyone loves you. Everyone's to be around you. I did that for myself like a couple of weeks ago. And I kid you not, I was walking around feeling like everyone's obsessed with me. Why? Because suddenly I was noticing it more. Like people wanting to be around me and all that. And then again, when I sunk back into my little low self-esteem, feeling like no one gives a fuck about me, then suddenly it felt like no one was calling me. It's your mind proving it to be correct. So can we, before we get to the super depressing episode, in literally a minute. Can you promise me? Can we try to do this together? I don't know what we're going to call it, but let's do it. A one week experience. And then I want to see, I want to hear your thoughts, what happened, but let's try it for one week. I don't know if write in your calendar or write in down or whatever, but every day before you go to bed or every morning, when you wake up, look in the mirror and say three things to yourself that you want to believe to be true, whether or not you currently believe it. For me, it's going to be, I am loved and everyone loves me. I am enough and I'm super, super successful. <laughs> so I actually have to think about them better <laughs> or like maybe I'm happy. I don't know. Three things, maybe make it five if you're like me and you can't make, you're indecisive, but try it for one week and see how your mental health is going to change and how everything around you is going to change. It's crazy how much our thoughts become a reality and create a new world for us. I'm just saying. Okay, so I love that I ended up making this episode from 30 minutes to effing 50 minutes because I just don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> so you guys were right. Um, but yeah, I really hope you're going to enjoy this episode. I really hope um, a lot of you can relate. Let me know your thoughts about my poem. It's... Uh, I can't read that poem or even listen to it without wanting to cry. And if you are currently going through something, I just want you to know that you're not alone. Okay. Good luck. Enjoy this episode. I love you guys. And uh, I can't wait to see you in my merch. And I can't wait to talk to you again. Kisses. Bye. Bye.
guys. Welcome to Too Tired to Be Crazy with me, Viola Benson, your host, aka Daddy Issues. This is on every Thursday. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't yet. And also to check out the YouTube channel, Viola Benson dash Too Tired to Be Crazy, which I will also be now posting personal videos. So please don't forget to subscribe. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Today, the topic I'm going to be talking about is depression. First, I guess, if we're going to talk about depression, I wanted to kind of give some facts about depression. So... Depression is the leading cause of disability in the world. In the United States, it's close to 10% of adults struggle with depression. But because it's a mental illness, it can be a lot harder to understand. And also to this day, no one actually knows where depression comes from. I mean, obviously they say it's, um, it's biological and it has to do with the environment, but no one, no one can ever predict when it's going to happen to someone or when, and when it's coming back. One major source of confusion is the difference between having depression and feeling depressed. Almost everyone feels down from time to time. Getting a bad grade, losing a job, breaking up with your significant partner, having a rainy day or just being in your feelings, that's you feeling sadness. And sometimes there's no trigger to it. It just happens. You can't always be the happiest and you can't always be the saddest, but you know that things are going to change and things are going to get better. The difference when it comes to someone who's going through depression, actual clinical depression, is when you don't know anymore that things are going to get better. And that's kind of the two differences. And I think being able to know the distinction between feeling depressed today and between having actual depression, I think in a way almost saves you. Because when you're able to categorize it, you're able to know where you're at and what you need to do to get out of it. Clinical depression, unlike feeling depressed, it's a medical disorder and it won't go away just because you want it to, unlike when you feel sad. These sad feelings don't just disappear. They don't, they, they, they stay there. It lingers for at least two consecutive weeks and significantly interferes with one's ability to work, play, and love. Depression can have a lot of different symptoms. It can have a low mood, loss of interest in things you'd normally enjoy, changes in appetite, feeling worthless or excessively guilty, sleeping either too much or too little, poor concentration, restless, slowliness, loss of energy, or reoccurring thoughts of suicide. If you have at least of five symptoms, you qualify for diagnosis of depression. So basically when people are feeling down, there are two things people tend to confuse with depression. When you're experiencing grief or when you're experiencing sadness, because depression, grief, and sadness um, can tend to be very similar. Grief is explicitly reactive. So if you had a loss and you feel incredibly unhappy and then six months later, you still feel deeply sad, but you're functioning a little bit better, it's probably grief. And it will probably ultimately resolve itself in some measure. 
But if you're experiencing a terrible type of loss where you feel terrible and six months later, you can barely function. You can't get out of bed. Everything is triggering to you. You're just feeling it's the end of the world and nothing will get better. That's different. That means you're heading towards depression. People think of depression as being just sad. And that's why a lot of times you hear so many people saying like, oh, I'm so depressed today. I didn't get the job. We're like, this guy doesn't like me. I'm so depressed. But it's not the same. And I think that's why it's really important to be able to kind of tell the difference between all of those. I feel like lately my moods have been a little up and down and I haven't, and I've been trying to kind of avoid it and not think anything of it. The best way for me to describe how I've been feeling lately is that I've been feeling happy and sad at the same time. And I've been feeling a little unmotivated. Like I don't care if I'm here or not though. So it's not like I don't want to be here, but I just feel like I don't care about anything. And I just don't feel like doing anything. I don't feel excited about things and I want to, don't want to do things and I want to take more naps and I just kind of want to stay in bed. But then yesterday I woke up and I suddenly had a really bad allergic reaction to my cat on my left eye. It started to get really puffy. And, and if you're watching the video right now, you will see it literally looks like I have a black eye. It still hasn't gone away. But once I saw that, that kind of told me, uh-oh, I'm in trouble because that means that my immune system is low and my immune system is low, that means that I'm not taking good care of myself. And if I'm not taking good care of myself, that means something's up. Because normally when you're feeling sad, you don't really get to realize it for quite some time, what's going on. So when I woke up with my black eye, I then was trying to process in my head, am I sad? Am I feeling depressed? Or am I going through depression right now? I sat there and I started to think and I started to ask myself almost like the most normal questions that you wouldn't even think to ask yourself. But I did that. It was more, am I sleeping more? My answer was yes. Am I feeling excited about anything? My answer was no. Do I feel hopeful? The answer was no. So that kind of made me worried. But then I said, okay, am I losing appetite a little? Yes. But can I still get up sometimes and either open the door to the Postmates or... Can I get out of bed to make food? The answer was yes. And I was like, okay, that's good. That's good. Because this question sounds so silly, but someone who is going through actual depression would not be able to get out of bed to even make food. It's too hard. So me knowing I could get out of bed, that made it easier for me. I was like, okay, that's good. Good to know. During the day, do I have moments of happiness? My answer was yes. That moment told me, oh shit. Okay, there's still hope there's still hope to get better. So whatever I'm feeling is not clinical depression right now. I'm just feeling down. That kind of helped me. But I don't think I would have realized that I was feeling so down and uninspired and happy and sad at the same time until I was able to wake up and see that I am struggling physically. And that's my allergy reaction, my allergy attack to my cat since I'm really allergic. And the last time I was having severe allergic reactions to my cat was three years ago when I was going through very severe depression. And I think that's why yesterday I kind of got worried. That's kind of why I decided to talk about depression today because it brought me to what I was going through three years ago. Yesterday, I kind of also started to read through some things I wrote three years ago. And in a weird way, that kind of made me feel better because I was like, okay, I'm not feeling as low as that. So I know I'm going to be okay. I wanted to share with you how I felt three years ago when I was going through depression. And the way I was going through depression, it was, I didn't realize I was going through it. First, I started to feel like I was really alone. I was constantly surrounding myself with people. And it felt as if I was standing still and everyone around me was moving very fast. It was this feeling where 
I was seeing the world not in color. I can't explain it. It's almost like my sight changed. So I remember I was constantly around people because I thought that would make me feel better. But instead, if you don't have real connections with people, it will actually make you feel lonelier. And I've talked about that on other episodes. When I was constantly around people, just to be around people, not to be alone with my own thoughts, one day I lost my voice. So I wasn't able anymore to deflect constantly from how I was feeling and make jokes and and be the center of attention constantly, you know, be all over the place. Losing my voice kind of forced me to shut the fuck up (laughs) because I couldn't talk. And I remember this one day I was sitting around, hanging out with my friends. We're all all creators. And I was just writing some poem and I showed it to my friend, Enwar. And Enwar read the poem and he looked at me and he looked worried. And he just looked at me and he said, are you okay? And I swear to God, there was something about it when he said that, that I felt like he saw me. Like the first time in that moment, someone saw me. He felt my pain. He saw that there was some pain through my eyes, pain that I didn't even realize I had. Because the moment he said, are you okay? I couldn't make a joke because I lost my voice. And all I could do in that moment was be silent with my thoughts. And boy, did I not like the thoughts that I had in my brain in that moment. And I remember I was mortified because I, I thought any second now I'm about to break down and cry because I realized I'm not okay. And I just wanted to get the fuck out of that room. Luckily, some of our friends walked into the room and they distracted Anwar and he forgot about the situation and I pretend like it never happened, but it was still in the back of my head. And then I finally went home instead of sleeping in my friends' houses all the time. And it was the first time in a few months that I got to be by myself and I got to be alone with my thoughts. And that was really scary. So I sat down and I wrote down a poem about how I felt, not thinking anything of it. And then I went to sleep and I woke up in the morning. I read the poem and I was like, holy shit, who is this girl? Because that can't be me. This girl sounds incredibly suicidal, incredibly depressed. That can't be me because I'm strong. And if you're feeling sad or you're feeling quote unquote depressed, that, that makes you weak. But after I read that poem, that made me realize that I needed to do something about it writing my emotions down because I wasn't ready to talk to anyone about it. But being able to write it down told me that there was something wrong. I wouldn't have realized unless I did something about it. If I didn't write those, my feelings down, I wouldn't even know that I was depressed. So I wanted to first share the poem that I wrote with you. Um, I wrote the poem on August 13, 2016. The poem was called Silent Tears. And it said, Sitting here thinking about it all, it's like hanging off a cliff and I'm about to fall. Feeling so empty, but that's nothing new. I've been depressed all day and the day before that too. Fuck. For all that I've loved, it seems like I've loved alone. My heart is barely beating as it's turning into stone. If I had to sit and think of all the things I love, my name wouldn't be something that I would even think of. How could I be so lost when it seems like I've got it all? No matter how much I have, I can't help but feel so small. I wish I could explain all this pain that I'm feeling, focusing on the negative, there's just no time for healing. So broken on the inside, I just want to cry. But when I'm around my friends, I just smile, nod and lie. It's becoming such a burden how much I'm holding in. I want to let it out, but I don't know where to begin. I want to speak up, hoping you'll set me free. By these silent tears, I'm crying. No one can rescue me. The reason I'm getting sad right now is because I, it makes me sad to remember myself when I went through something like that. Anyway, so even though I haven't sunk into that type of depression in a long time, just rereading my my words um, makes me really sad. 
but also it makes me feel better knowing that I'm in such a better place now, even if the past, you know, two weeks or so I've been feeling a little down. I mean, it tells me that I'm not in that other place because I'm able to talk about these things. So I kept writing about what I was experiencing. So that's the poem. So I'll continue to share with you what I was feeling in 2016. Over the last few months, I've been too embarrassed to admit to anyone, including those closest to me, that I've sunken into depression. I didn't realize how broken I was until every time I laughed, I wanted to cry. To be honest, I haven't been myself for quite some time now, but nobody seems to notice. I guess I've just gotten so good at pretending to be okay because I never want to disappoint or bother anyone with my sadness. I've been fighting this battle with myself and I feel like I'm losing. I feel like I'm losing hope, purpose, and control to the... Okay, I'll just, it's okay. I'm crying, it's fine. I feel like I'm losing hope, purpose, and control to the point that some days I don't want to wake up at all. What's wrong with me? Why can I be normal? How did I get here? I have everything these days, so sometimes I think it's all in my head. But if that's the case, then why do I still feel so empty inside? Why does my body feel so paralyzed? Why is my heart filled with darkness? And why is my mind filled with so many negative thoughts? The thing about depression is that it doesn't only affect you. It slowly begins to affect everyone around you. I know this because it's affecting my relationships, my job, and even my health. I'm sorry for all the relationships I've sabotaged in the past couple of months and all of the people I've hurt in the process while I was hurting. Please don't hate me. I already hate myself enough. I've been such a Debbie Downer lately, which is why I've been distancing myself from all of my friends. To be honest, I just don't want to be a burden. I must be so annoying to be around and it's getting harder and harder to fake it and put a happy smile. I'm not even really sure what day it is anymore since I've been so tired lately and I've been sleeping a lot. Sometimes I wake up, I realize I'm still here. And then I close my eyes and go back to sleep. Because that's a few extra hours. I don't have to be me. And it feels really nice. Fuck, this is so sad. I'll read that part again without trying to cry. Sometimes I wake up, realize I'm still here, and then close my eyes and go back to sleep. Because that's a few extra hours. I don't have to be me. And it feels really nice. When I can't sleep anymore, just lay in bed and stare at the wall for a few hours while the negative thoughts creep up on me. I swear, my daily routine consists of emotionally eating, sleeping, and repeating. Just when I thought things couldn't get any worse, the last guy I dated, things didn't exactly end well, tweeted about how good it feels to see that his ex isn't doing so great and that she's gone fat. Ouch. That hurts, B. I wish I could have told you what I was going through, but you changed your number. I never meant to hurt you. I was projecting negativity onto you, but my pain was never about you. Please stop trying to break me. I am so broken as it is. I guess I've been so busy being depressed that I didn't even realize that I gained any weight. I'll just add it to the list of everything else that's wrong with me. Shortly after writing this journal entry, I realized that my depression was affecting my health. Once I recognized what I was experiencing, I forced myself to get help. The first thing I did was I called my mom and I told her. And we both cried on the phone for two hours, which surprisingly, it made me feel better. It almost felt like the minute I got to say I was depressed out loud that it set me free. Like I no longer had to keep my dirty little secret all to myself. Like I was no longer a prisoner of depression. Then I started seeing a therapist. 
Today, I continue to work on myself and I'm slowly regaining a sense of purpose. Although I'm not fully healed, I have managed to get back to a much better place. I really believe that recognizing that you're depressed is always the first step to recovery. And that's why I'm sharing this with you all. Sometimes we're so focused on seeing the good in everyone else around us that we forget to look at ourselves. Sometimes we get so caught up in helping everyone else that we forget to help ourselves. You got to remember to work on yourself and put your happiness first. Life is worth living, so let's stop taking it for granted. There were all these times that you thought you wouldn't survive, but here you are. Give yourself a pat on the back that you've made it this far. So who gives a fuck if you're broken? Don't you understand that's the most beautiful thing about you? I wish you could see what everyone else sees. It's your imperfections that make you so goddamn perfect and unique. You're so much more lovable and more beautiful than you give yourself credit. Don't ever feel embarrassed for being sad. It just means that you're human and you're feeling and that's beautiful. There really is so much love and beauty in the world if you just start paying attention. If only you realize that it starts with you. Please be gentle to yourself. Please be as kind and loving to yourself as you are to others. And please, please, please don't take social media so seriously. I think we live in a time where people are more depressed than ever before. And it has a lot to do with social media. I think these platforms make you think like that everyone else's life is so much better than yours. And that there's nobody else is ever depressed. Everyone else is so happy and it's just you. The thing about depression is that depression is the most exclusive club out there because it makes you believe that you're the only member. I've heard that saying before, and I think it's 100% true. We don't realize how many other people are going through the same thing and how many other people are struggling. The reason I sometimes feel the need to talk about depression or talk about it today is because I want to be able to continue to use my platforms to help others because I know what it's like to feel completely worthless and unlovable and have this darkness inside of you. Like it makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. And because of that, I never want anyone else to feel that way. I'm so thankful for this life that God gave me. And I feel blessed to have the voice to be able to help others. I know in my heart that this is my purpose, my reason for smiling, making you laugh, helping you feel like you're not alone and putting a smile on your face is what keeps me going. One last thing I want to add is that people can be so quiet about their pain that you forget that they're hurting. That's why it's so important to be kind. Yeah, so I wrote this poem three years ago and then I wrote this uh, journal entry about a year or two years ago. Obviously, I felt a lot of emotions right now reading that out loud because that was, that's really, that's hard. It's hard for me to imagine the pain that I was going through. But on the good note, research found that 70% of people with depression will improve. So I think knowing that it kind of gives you some hope. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
The reason I felt free when I finally told someone that I was feeling depressed because I no longer felt like a prisoner of depression. Because the worst part is that we think it's a weakness. We think you're weak if you're feeling sad or if you're feeling depressed. We feel shame. We feel embarrassed. But the problem is that being strong is killing us. So we need to stop thinking that being sad is a weakness. Because what's the weakness is that we won't take care of it, that we pretend it's not happening because it's not going to go anywhere. The thing about depression when you're going through it is that the truth lies. And it means that when you're depressed, depression becomes your best friend. And everything your mind tells you, you start to believe it. Even though it's not true, that's where it's lying. But depression is your best friend, so of course you believe it. So if depression tells you the things are actually worse than you, they really are, you believe it. That people don't love you the way you love them, you believe it. That you'll never get better and there's no point to keep going, you believe it. When you don't feel loved, your mind goes against you. But the thing that somebody, I heard someone say one time, that also really resonated with me. A question that I think we tend to not ask ourselves when we're depressed. Because in my poem where I was writing, I wrote that I don't want to wake up anymore. And that's how I was feeling. I just don't want to be here anymore. And recently, the past week, when I've been feeling down, yesterday, when I got my black eye allergy to my cat, I also asked that question of myself. I, t- I asked myself, do I not want to be here anymore? And my answer was, yes, I still want to be here. And that told me that I'm not in the same place I was three years ago. Um, Today, when I was with my friend, she helped me pick up a mirror from a warehouse, being around her, admitting that I'm feeling sad, even though I was feeling shame about it, because I had nothing to attach my sadness to, made me feel better. So I think that really does help. This is an analogy that I heard before about sadness, if you're feeling depressed or if you have depression, is that when someone has cancer, like brain cancer, brain cancer that they know they're going to die from, if every day they woke up and they did a 20 minute exercise where they, you know, stood on their head and they said, you know what? That's so weird. That makes me feel better. The truth is it's still not going to heal them. They're still going to die. But if you are depressed or feeling depressed or having clinical depression, And you had a feeling where if every day when you woke up, you stood on your head for 20 minutes and it made you feel better, guess what? That means there's hope. If you had those 20 minutes where you felt some type of happiness, that means you're able to feel more happiness. And just knowing that little thought that like, if you're able to feel some happiness, that means this isn't long lasting. I think, yeah, I think that's what gives you hope. Because again, depression, the truth lies. And depression doesn't want you to know that this isn't going to last forever. Depression wants you to think that this is forever and nothing will ever get better. But if you have these moments where you can feel some type of happiness, that should tell you that you're going to be okay. Um, But yeah, so the question was for someone who's depressed is, do you want to die or do you just not want to feel like this anymore? And I think that question kind of makes you think. I think for me, at least, that helps me understand that stuff better. Because when you're depressed and you're having suicidal thoughts, a lot of the time is because you are sick of feeling the way you're feeling. It's not because you want to die. If you're able to distinguish between those two thoughts and you're able to realize that you don't want to die, you just don't want to feel like this anymore, that means there's still hope somewhere there in your heart and you can get better. There was this story, I was listening to a TED Talk on my way to to the podcast and there was a story about this lady talking about depression and uh, I wanted to read what she said. The TED Talk, by the way, is by Andrew Solomon. 
It's a really awesome TED Talk. Um, he recorded it the first time in 2013. But he was talking about this lady that he interviewed. There was, an, there, was, um, there was a research project in the slums outside of DC. They were doing the project. They were doing a research about depression with people from um, a rural environment. And um, they picked up a woman who had come in for other health problems and they diagnosed them with depression. And then they provide, in this research, they provided six months of the experimental protocol. One of them, there was a lady named Lolly. She came in and this is what she said the day she came in. She said, by the way, she has seven children. She said, I used to have a job, but I had to give it up because I couldn't get out of the house. I have nothing to say to my children. In the morning, I can't wait for them to leave. And then I climb in bed and pull the covers over my head. And three o'clock when they come home, it just comes so fast. I've been taking a lot of Tylenol, anything I can take so that I can sleep more. My husband has been telling me that I'm stupid, I'm ugly, and I wish I can stop the pain. Well, when she was brought in after this experiment six months later, she has taken a job working in childcare for the U.S. Navy. She had left her abusive husband and she said, my kids are so much happier now. There's one room in my new place for the boys and one room for the girls. But at night, they're just all up in my bed and we're doing homework all together and everything. One of them wants to be a preacher. One of them wants to be a firefighter. And one of the girls says she's going to be a lawyer. They don't cry like they used to and they don't fight like they did. That's all I need now is my kids. Things keep on changing the way I dress, the way I feel, the way I act. I can go outside not being afraid anymore. And I don't think those bad feelings are coming back. And if it wasn't for this experiment, I would still be at home with the covers pulled over my head if I was even alive at all. I asked the Lord to send me an angel and he heard my prayers. I thought that was really sweet. Um, another thing I wanted to say three years ago when I was going through pretty severe depression was that one, I forced myself to stop feeling shame for being sad because no one in my family really ever was vocal about going through this. My sister has never had depression. So I remember when I was experiencing sadness, my sister said, how come you're the only one that keeps going through all this stuff? Why do you always have something wrong with you? When sarcasm, and I think it made me feel shame. And that's why it was so hard for me to admit when I was going through depression three years ago. So one of the things I did was I stopped feeling shame and I just allowed my feelings to happen. And I allowed myself to want to get better. And I allowed myself to talk about it because like I said, when you talk about it, it sets you free. And then the other thing that I did was I stopped, I stopped asking God, why are bad things happening to me? Or I stopped complaining. I stopped saying that things are unfair. I stopped sitting there being jealous of other people. Instead, I remember one day while I was getting better, I closed my eyes and I prayed to God. And instead of asking him to help me, to make me feel better, to give me better things in life, I closed my eyes and I prayed and I thanked him. And it was the first time I've ever thought of doing something like that. I closed my eyes and I thanked God for giving me this opportunity to still be alive, to getting better, to having, to having my family with me, to having my health, to having my job, to be where I'm at in my life, to giving me hope and to giving me unconditional love from all the people around me and to allowing me to still be here in this world. And I swear, just having those moments where I thank God for everything that I have, it made me appreciate my life so much better. And I know you're sitting here thinking, I am so thankful, but have you said that out loud? Have you ever sat down and really thought everything you're thankful for and wrote it down or said it out loud or just made a little prayer and just said, thank you, God. Thank you for giving me this life. Thank you for allowing me to still be here. Um, Andrew from his TED Talk 
when he was describing depression, his depression from battling it all these, his life, he said, it made him appreciate so many other things. He said, I think that while I hated being depressed and would hate to be depressed again, I found a way to love my depression. I love it because it has forced me to join and cling to joy. I love it because each day I decide, sometimes gamely and sometimes against the moment's reason, to cleave to the reasons for living. And that, I think, is highly privileged rapture. He speaks really, like, smart. <laughs> but I agree. I think I think the cool thing, not that there's anything cool about feeling down, feeling depressed, or having depression, but when you're able to go experience those moments when you're feeling so low, you get to appreciate the, the high moments so much more. So moments when you're happy and you find yourself suddenly giggling and you're like, oh shit, I haven't laughed in two months. And this is the first time I'm laughing. It feels amazing. It's like, it's like the first time you try meth. I'm kidding. Sorry. I just have to make a joke. I can't, I can't be too serious for too long, but there's something about it that makes you appreciate the happiness so much more. Even right now, I forced myself to sit down and read through my depression blog, which was really hard for me to revisit those feelings. I, it's almost like I was in denial that I ever went through that. And just to remember those moments where I didn't like myself so much that I hated waking up. That's so sad. Not just for me to experience that, the thought of anyone else experiencing that. That you think you're so terrible that you don't deserve to be here. And yeah, I have moments where I didn't want to wake, wake up. I, I kept saying out loud, I don't want to be here anymore. And that breaks my heart because I do want to be here. And I want to take better care of myself. And it's important for us to learn how to not be afraid of our emotions and how to take better care of us emotionally. Because I think here I am constantly on this podcast talking about how confident I am and, and how you, what you can do to heal. And yet I didn't acknowledge the moments where I was slowly losing myself, where I suddenly recently, I haven't been feeling like myself and I didn't really know who I was anymore. I started to question myself and I started to feel like I was too much for people around and it was making me feel bad about myself. And the smallest comments, so just two days ago, I heard somebody say like, wow, Violet's so straightforward. Why is she like this? And normally I wouldn't care, but that got to me. And I just felt like, wow, being me sucks. I hate this. Why am I too much for people? How do I act differently? Who even am I? I don't know. And I feel like the past two weeks, I've been in a very fragile state and very vulnerable and very embarrassed and ashamed to be feeling this way because I can't attach it to anything. It's just passing. And going through these emotions today with you guys by talking about my depression from three years ago, it set me free. Like I feel relieved. I feel better because I know I'm not where I was three years ago. So if you are feeling down, I would do some research about what you're experiencing. Make sure to reach out and to talk to someone. Don't alienate yourself. And I know it's, um, it's easier said than done. I think the hardest part, literally the hardest part when it comes to feeling down or being depressed or having depression is getting out of bed. That's probably the hardest part. But if you're able to get out of bed, even just one day, you know, pat yourself on the back because you did a really good job. That's amazing. You got out of bed. Now on to the next step. 
talk to somebody about this. If you don't feel comfortable talking to people who um, are your friends or your family members, talk to a stranger. One thing I'm going to do is I'm going to leave some um, hotlines for suicide prevention and any hotlines for depression, anything like that uh, in my description box on the podcast and also in the in my YouTube description box. So if you do need to reach out to someone and need to ask for help, make sure to do that. If I did describe some symptoms that you've been experiencing, like feeling hopelessness, feeling lonely, isolating yourself, having trouble getting out of bed, sleeping more, loss of appetite and things like that, you may be experiencing some type of depression. So make sure to take care of yourself. Make sure to acknowledge what's going on. I just want you to know that you're not alone. Everyone experiences this, but it's also really important. I can't stress enough to try to differentiate what you're experiencing, whether it's sadness, whether it's grief, whether it's just you feeling depressed, but it's going to go away or whether you're going through actual clinical depression. So like the past two weeks, I've been just going through moods up and down of feeling happy and sad, feeling hopelessness. But I know now, based on the research, based on what I wrote three years ago, I know it's not the same as what I was feeling. So that told me that I'm feeling depressed, but it's not actual depression and it's going to go away. I even feel better after crying on my podcast right now and talking about it. I already feel better. That's so crazy. All right, guys. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. It's, it's been really heavy. Um, I think depression is, is a universal type of a conversation. So it doesn't just take one hour to talk about. I can't save you. No one else can save you. Only you can save yourself. But the first step starts with you understanding what you're going through and then reaching out to someone. Thank you so much for allowing me to into your hearts and into your mind. I feel like I'm a yoga instructor. Thank you for listening and allowing me to share my feelings with you. And I hope I can help. I hope I'm helping someone out there, even just one person, because this is like therapy to me. So just so you know, even though I've never met you in my life, talking to you about what I experienced and then also trying to help you makes me happy. Anyway, please don't forget to subscribe to my podcast, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Viola Benson, and please give me a five-star review. Please, please, please. I will love you forever. And I will really appreciate it. If you have any questions, go ahead and DM me on Viola Benson or at Too Tired To Be Crazy on Instagram. And again, thank you so much for tuning in to Too Tired To Be Crazy on every Thursday. And I'll see you again next week. Love you. For Saatchi and Saatchi Los Angeles, this is Toyota Iski Code TYES1628000, spot title MUL My21 ASC NSC Audio Sports Analogies August Non New English 30 Radio Mixed at Harbor on July 8th, 2021. You're at work early, Jan. Well, Jim, the Olympic Games are on, and so is Toyota's national sales event. So I'm working on my sports analogies. Let's hear a few. At Toyota's national sales event, we've got great deals that go the distance on our winning lineup of 2021s, including Camry, Benza, RAV4, and more. Spoken like a champ. Make a fast break into your Toyota dealer today. Where'd you get that air horn? I keep it in my purse. 
Current offers end September 7th. See your participating Toyota dealer for details. Toyota, let's go places. And lastly, I'm proud as a peacock to congratulate Jack Griffin on four years of AP Bio. Yep, season four streaming now on Peacock. The class is on a peacock? No, season four of AP Bio is streaming now only on Peacock. I want a peacock. I want a peacock. I want a peacock. I want a peacock. peacock. 